Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. God of all creation, you reach out to call people of all nations to your kingdom. As you gather disciples from near and far, count us also among those who boldly confess your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord. Amen. Now it's time for the children's sermon. So, today is the Sabbath. Different religions celebrate the Sabbath on different days. We celebrate the Sabbath on Sundays. And Jesus was going to the synagogue on Sabbath, and there was a woman who was really crippled. She couldn't hardly walk. She couldn't stand up. And he reached down, and he healed her. And she was able to stand up, and she was able to walk. Now, when this happened, the leaders of the synagogue were really upset, and they said, this is the Sabbath, and you're not supposed to do anything. You are supposed to not work and not do other things. Well, let's think about the Sabbath. Let's think about Sundays. Do you feed your cat? Do you feed your dog? I lived on a farm. The cows didn't know it was the Sabbath. You still had to milk them. You still had to feed them. You still had to take care of all the animals. So why was it that they were mad at Jesus for helping a woman? So let's think about Sabbath. Let's think about the joy of Sabbath and how the Sabbath we should think of Jesus and God. Jesus and God are always helping everybody. So why don't we remember the Sabbath and keep it holy by helping take care of those around us, whether it's a woman that's crippled, it's a family member, it's a pet, Remember the Sabbath, and remember that that is Jesus' delight to remember us to follow his footsteps. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we remember the Sabbath. We do want to keep it holy, and we want to assure you that on that day, we remember you, we remember your teachings, and remember how you took care of others. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel.
Jesus heals a woman on the Sabbath, offering her a new beginning for her life. When challenged by a narrow reading of the Sabbath command, Jesus responds by expanding Sabbath work to include setting people free from bondage. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Today I'm going to talk about seeing and being seen. Sorry about that. Seeing and being seen. If we, we have all seen, I would imagine, people who are, have, have a curved spine or, or, or some other reason are bent over. Have you not? Um, what, what is that person looking at most of the time? The ground. The ground. Even, even when lifting up one's head like this to see, your vision is limited if you're bent over. In addition, if you're bent over, it puts weird pressure on your skeleton because our skeletons are meant to be aligned up and down to hold our weight. So we end up hurting muscles. It can become difficult to breathe. It can become difficult to eat. And it can be difficult to interact, as well as to move, as, as Karen said. The woman in this story was, was bound by Satan. But when we think of being bent over and bound, I want people to imagine all the things that you carry on your shoulders, metaphorically, or on your back. All those things that weigh you down. Your anxiety about loved ones who have COVID. Your concern about getting enough food for our neighbors. Whether or not you've got enough money to pay your bills. Whether or not you can handle a family crisis. Whether or not you've grieved a loss from last year or five years ago or 10 years ago. Whether or not you've dealt with abuse that happened decades ago. 
all those things that you carry bend you over metaphorically because they weigh you down and they limit what you can see. They limit your ability to see the giftedness in the world because all your energy is used up carrying those burdens, carrying those weights, keeping yourself going with all that that you have to carry. So just like the woman who is bent over and all she could see is down, the more of that that you carry, the more burdens you carry, the more it narrows your ability to see opportunity, to see, to see people who are willing to share, to see gifts that might help alleviate some of those burdens. More than that, though, in this story, it says, I'm going to, on verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, woman, you are set free from your bondage. When he saw her, now, those who run the synagogue, of course, the authorities want to make sure we're keeping everybody in check with the rules, also didn't deal with her. When they say, oh, come on seven days of the week, or six days of the week, not on the Sabbath, where were they six days a week for the last 18 years? They didn't see her. And very often, we don't see people who are wounded and burdened. This can be very literally. One of the, one of the things that you will hear if um, you go to workshops to listen to what people living with disabilities, especially external disabilities, um, when they're trying to, to help us understand what are ways to be inclusive, one of the first things they'll say is see us. Look at us. Connect with us. It's painful for us to not be seen. And there's all kinds of reasons that we don't see people. We're uncomfortable. We don't want to stare. I mean, we all learned that, right? Don't stare. But then that turns into not even seeing. We don't know exactly what the person can and can't do. But again and again and again, if you go to those workshops, you will hear, see us. Talk to us. It's true as well for people who are living on the streets or people with severe mental illness who say, I've spent years with nobody acknowledging me. People walk by. I need to be seen. That is healing. Seeing your neighbor. Acknowledging your neighbor as neighbor. Seeing that this woman who was burdened for 18 years was a child of Abraham, equal in value to those leaders in the synagogue who had not seen her and not seen her burden. Jesus sees us. 
Jesus sees what we carry, and Jesus calls us to see one another. Because by seeing another, maybe we have an opportunity to help alleviate some of their burden. Maybe we have the opportunity to help them identify ways that they can set down their own burden. If you talk to somebody who doesn't have the energy to sit up straight, this happens if you visit people sometimes in hospitals. Often, if you talk to them for a little while, they have just a little bit more strength. Because being seen is in itself healing. Being seen and being loved as brother, sister, daughter of Abraham, son of Abraham. The other thing is that Jesus is healing here in community where the rules for healing on the Sabbath, there are just, just like there are debates about the right way to, to give communion and the right way to you know, lead a worship service and the right way to pray. I mean, unfortunately, Christians, yes, we continue to argue about these things. There were disagreements about what, what keeping the commandment of honoring the Sabbath was. However, it was universally acknowledged that any life-saving measures that were necessary were completely acceptable on the Sabbath. Well, some people are more expansive than others about what is life-saving. One way or another, the command is honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Keep it as a day for worshiping God, for praising God, for honoring God. What is, Karen talked about this, what is the way one would honor God? By loving a neighbor, by healing a neighbor. It is in fact dishonoring the Sabbath to get so wrapped up in how we like or want to worship, how we like or want to gather, that we fail to notice what are the needs of our neighbor. That is dishonoring the Sabbath. So we're called, we're called to see. We're called to honor the Sabbath. And part of that honoring the Sabbath is also to be seen. When Jesus heals, we don't have stories of him healing in private. I mean, sometimes it'll be in a room with just some people in the room. But it's, there's always a community. There are always people around. There are family. There are loved ones or people who should love. Jesus heals us most profoundly when we gather together in worship around the table. That's, that's why, by the way, we do confession and forgiveness at the beginning of the service, so that we're invited to unload those things that, that, are, that are bending us over. There's an idiom in English for people getting mad, like the leaders in the synagogue got mad. We say, they got bent out of shape. Right? You've heard that. People get bent out of shape. 
when they're upset. If we get bent out of shape, that really is about distorting, distorting the healthy wholeness that God has for us. Now, I want to be clear here, of course, I am not suggesting that those living with physical disabilities are somehow less holy. I'm now talking about emotional bent out of shape. When we spend our energy focusing on how somebody else isn't following the rule, or in this case, it's really more about how somebody else is showing us up because they're doing it better. Even though I say it's, church is not competitive, right? It's not competitive. Doesn't mean we don't compete. But it's distracting. It's distracting because that's, that's not our calling. Our calling is to love and be loved. That's the holiest thing that we can do on the Sabbath. And Sabbath, I try to remind people this because we, you have to take Sabbath at different times. I mean, I work some days. Sabbath is the word for seven. And it comes from the seventh day of the week of creation on which God rested. rested. Because resting is holy. So sometimes we have to be reminded to rest, and that's the healing, that's the burden we need to let down, is all the stuff that keeps us busy and prevents us from resting. And sometimes we have to allow other people to rest, and in fact, intentionally reach out to those who may not be resting or may not have an opportunity to rest. Provide respite for somebody who needs respite. Help clean for somebody who is having trouble cleaning. Spend time talking to somebody who's alone. I invite you this week to, to look around and just see who needs to be seen and trust that Christ is present in that relationship to be healing in the way that both you and the person you see needs to be healed. Please pray with me. Gracious God, grant us vision, grant us wisdom, Grant us compassion. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us sing. Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in God's ordinary love, but God's extraordinary love, let us come near to the Holy One in prayer. You crowned your church with steadfast love and mercy. Guide us continually in our baptismal covenant to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Use our diverse gifts in service to the whole people of God. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. You satisfy the needs of all creatures. Protect the habitats of fish and birds. Repair ecosystems damaged by misuse, neglect, or natural disasters. Shelter areas suffering severe heat and fires. Let all creation may thrive. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. Make your ways known to all people. Inspire the rulers and leaders of nations with your compassion and mercy. Raise up activists and community organizers to restore places affected by violence, poverty, and inequality. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You provide justice for all who are oppressed and relief to all who are afflicted. Heal those who are bent over by addiction, depression, and anxiety. Set free all who cry out under the weight of mental, emotional, or physical distress. Merciful God, save our prayer. You call us to delight in the Sabbath. Renew our bodies, minds, and spirits in this worshiping assembly. Give rest to all who lead our congregation in worship, study, and service, especially our food pantry volunteers. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain your church. Guide presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and Petersburg Lutheran Church. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. For what else do people of God pray? For Linda and Nicole. Also for those leaders in Russia, who um, top leader whose whose daughter was killed this morning. She too is a beloved child of God. generations bless your holy name we give you thanks for the communion of saints who have gathered in prayer and praise in this place 
Support us in your love until we rest forever in you. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day your daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always.
Go in peace, love your neighbor. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.